Okay, so tell me how 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 does that happen? How you know, black kid from Carroll, Illinois? How do you have the academics to qualify to get into a school like Northwestern? And this is at the time when Prop Forty Eight is the the big topic, is the hot topic in college sports. You know, it's wiping out a lot of minority athletes. It's cost them their first year of eligibility, but yet you're able to go in your first year at Northwestern, academically eligible, athletically ready to go. So, you know, share a little bit about that. Yeah, well, here's the part of the story that I, I wish that more black kids would be proud to tell. And what most people don't know about me is I was the biggest nerd, man. It was like, <laughs> it was, it was, I, all through school, I'm talking, you know, up through eighth grade, through middle school, I was, we, we, we competed. Like, it, it's crazy. Like, we, we competed. I had a, I had a, a, a crew. There was, there was, um, there was a young lady named Crystal Hawkins. There was um, Omanpe Whitfield. There was Anjanette Dillard, um, Latasha Box, Sean Box's sister, uh, Van Ewing, and uh, 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 Monica Nolan. Oh, and one more, Donna James. There were seven of us, and we were basically in every class together. We, we, we were from fourth grade through eighth grade. We took the, we, we, we were like, I'm smarter than you. And we made sure that we took the hardest classes we could possibly take every year. The, the toughest science, the toughest math, the toughest English. Um, there was just a, 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 a click of us and we were all black and we and and why we pushed each other like this griff to this day i do not know but it was something we 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 took pride in who could write the neatest who could get a hundred on a test who 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 could read the, the a book and 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 tell the and regurgitate the book and tell the best story from the book. We we challenge. I don't even know how seven kids from Carroll did this, but we grew. It was something about us that we competed in the classroom. So eighth grade, we're coming down to the last semester um, before graduating and going on to high school, and I am point four behind Van Ewing for being salutatorian because um, Omanpe Whitfield she had already locked up valedictorian the the, the girl was just like I used to get angry at how smart she was I used to get mad just (laughs) didn't didn't miss nothing just every test 100 like how can you just make 100 on everything Spelling, <laughs> going to the hundred. Just, just name it. On my pay, made a hundred. So, we we had a test in our math class. Uh, Van m- missed 
three problems on, and it's crazy. I can remember this like it was yesterday. And this is eighth grade. Van missed three. <laughs> Van missed three questions on the exam. I got a perfect hundred. That hundred boosted me. I was point one ahead of him, and I was saluted salutatorian of my eighth grade class. So, fast forward to high school. This didn't end, bro. It only got worse because in high school you had more electives, more classes you could take and pick and choose on your own than you did in in, in middle school and junior high. So we get to high school. Now it's calculus, it's trig, it's 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 um chemistry, it's you name it, Spanish one, Spanish two, you you name it we challenged each other to take it and again it's funny how life comes full circle i had no idea that i was going to one day be getting a scholarship offer to northwestern i i i had no clue it was literally my classmates who is so amazing we're all friends now we all are friends now talking about how, how competitive we were um, back then. And so you got to understand, none of them, that circle that I just mentioned, none of them know me as Big Lou, the basketball player. <laughs> they all know me as Big Lou, the nerd. <laughs> like that's the funny part about all of this is that you, you had those different circles of friends that you you, yeah. you you roll in and you hang out with but that circle right there they don't like <sighs> but you know it's funny too because I look back you know we thought we was cool in high school yeah we thought we was cool I look back and I was like man I was such a nerd <laughs> I, always had a, you know I always had at least one book you know if it's a basket usually a basketball book I'm always I'm always, I was always reading I didn't I wouldn't compete with you know my friends like that but it was you know for me my high school coach really pushed I won't say my high school coach was the only one all my coaches did mm-hmm. from the time I started playing but as as they saw I had some talent then it became you don't want to just be a basketball player. You got to have good grades. You yep. got to have good grades. And my high school coach really pushed that. He's like, you know, black kids that can run and jump are a dime a dozen. Dime a dozen, bro. That can run and jump or straight A students, then you can do some things there. Yeah. So you know, of course, I got it home, which you had. You know, you had the same backing at home with your mom, but it was just like for me, it was being something different. Yeah. Than just being a basketball player, it was, it was wanting to be something different than okay, he's just a basketball player. Right. So that was kind of, you know, kind of my motivation. And then I had I had some older guys that that really pushed me. Mm-hmm. You know, they really pushed me to stay on top of my grades. And if they didn't see me on the honor roll, hey, we didn't see your name on the honor roll. What's up with that? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. No. You know, you can't be you can't be doing that that type of stuff. You know, you you know you got you got a chance to get a college education playing basketball. You got to stay on top of your grades. So yeah, I mean, man, those, it, for you those. Early with your friends, and it just carried over to high school. It was just, it was just funny, off. man, because yeah, we we didn't, um, yeah, we we didn't. Uh, uh, like I say, I, I was never a bat. You got to remember, I was never a basketball player until tenth grade. Yeah, and so it was all academics for me up through that point. 
and and I'll admit, man, I you know, <laughs> basketball came at me, man, and yeah, dude, that was a whole whirlwind. And my grades did suffer a little bit. I still graduated high school with a I think a three four something like that. Like it was a B plus, but that would that was subpar for me, because. <laughs> Because still everything fell, everything fell into it place. Fell into place, bro. If it just it fell into place, and I had, and again, no clue. You couldn't have told me, you know, that that's how my life was going to turn out. And I remember to get into Northwestern to put things in perspective. To get into that school, even though I was on, you know, an athletic scholarship had to write a 15-page essay as to why Northwestern should accept me. That wow. that was part of the so entry. You didn't, so it wasn't just, like, wasn't just like you got in because you was an athlete. No. You, I'm glad you said that. You, you, we had to write a 15-page, tight, double-spaced, you know, footnotes, every, every, everything. You know, if you use references in the, in your, in your why you, why Northwestern University should accept you and i was like wow so i wrote and i pretty much you know it, to me it was easy because i just what i've realized is you know uh just told my life story just how it all began in chicago um what i went through growing up early in life in chicago my mom and dad divorced where I probably would have gone to school had my mom had my mom and dad not divorced and, and we stayed in Chicago, you know, I would have probably gone to Providence St. Mel on the west side. That that's where that's where I would have gone to high school at. Um, okay. But when 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 they divorced and separated, boom, life, Carroll. Here comes this town, Carroll, Illinois, out of nowhere. So. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, man. It, but again, it, 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 it didn't know none of this was happening, Griff. Did, did, I mean, it, it just you know, w w you know, when I didn't even let's let's be real here. My junior year, I didn't know what I was doing. You got to understand, I didn't sign with. I was a late signee. I didn't. Yeah, I, I remember I, that. I, yeah. I didn't sign with officially sign with Northwestern until after my senior year i bet on myself i played my senior year unsigned and i never will forget and i think so, i told the story and i think i told the story was that i r remember it was friday march 13th 1987 i'll never forget it it was the 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 day i um flew to chicago on my official Northwestern recruiting trip. And I flew up that Friday. The Bulls played the Detroit Pistons. They took me to the Bulls game. They took me down in the locker room and entered, and I got to meet MJ. And that was just, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, we couldn't have competed with come, that. That's come, like, we'd have took you to the strip, and <laughs> you'd have met like the manager at the tap or something like that. Yeah, we we weren't gonna hang. We couldn't hang with that. They <laughs> take me to meet MJ. <laughs> then the next night, the Saturday night, Northwestern played Ohio State. This is when Ohio State had Dennis Hobson. And, yes, and they had a whip. 
And I watched Dennis Hobson. That dude scored a, 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 a cool 29 points. He was so nice in college. Man, he was so nice yes. in college. And I'm sitting there watching this dude ball. I'm like, man, this dude can I'm like, and the, just that energy in the Big Ten Stadium and in, in Northwestern Stadium. Northwestern had a small, small arena. Maybe 9,000, 10,000 people, but they packed them in there tight, bro. It was a it was a packed 10,000 up in there. And then going to the, the place and it doesn't have bat it's not a not a basketball tradition no, place no. either. And 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 then to go into the Bulls game the night before, it was a whirlwind tour. Getting to see a lot of my friends that I grew up with, you know, they I hung out with all my old friends from Chicago. It, it was just like, man, how the hell can I pass this up? I'm gonna be in the Big Ten yeah. in Chicago. It it, it 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 you know it just all made sense, man. It all fell into place. But but back to your original question, man, the academic piece. Griff, I didn't know what I was preparing myself for. I'll be honest. I didn't know. I didn't know. We didn't know Prop 48 was coming and they were going to be looking at people's grades and trying to, you know, force you to go to a Division II school. We didn't know. I, didn't, I just, I was an academic n- nut. And, it, and, and then I became a basketball player second. That's really what happened. It, 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 was, it was all academics for me up through 10th grade. And then it was, I was a real student athlete my sophomore, junior, senior years in high school. You were the definition student athlete. So it's just crazy how the basketball and the the scholarship to Northwestern almost was like an accident. It was, bro. Let me. Because even though you grew up playing basketball and you had the brothers that played and, you know, all those guys at Cairo, me, kindergarten, where are you going to be when you grow up? I'm going to play in the NBA. Wow. I'm gonna get a scholarship. I mean, that was from for me from as oh, as long as I can remember. That was what I wanted to do. Wow. And I and then I you know then it was like okay so I have to have the books to go along with that. You know so I you know they put I, I took the hard classes. I wasn't you know, I, I was a I was a nerd, but I was much of enough of a goof off that I never was in the running for valedictorian or salutatorian but i was always near the top of class but mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. i would i you know it was basketball i mean i knew i was gonna I, I wanted a scholarship i didn't sign until later because i signed i actually didn't sign i'll tell you when i signed my scholarship after one of our first prairie state practices wow coach aaron talked to me about we're gonna all go ahead and offer you because i did i'd been offered an academic scholarship to siu so I'd made up my mind. I'd verbally committed there, but in the spring. But I wanted to play because I didn't have I didn't have a scholarship offer going in my senior year. I had a horrible junior year. I didn't have a scholarship mm-hmm. offer, so I played. You, know, you said you bet on yourself. I had to bet on myself. But I knew that was you know that was my end goal. Was like I got to get a scholarship. So I didn't sign until June. I mean, almost you know, two or three weeks out, two couple weeks after I graduated, I signed. But it was just like you know how. You know that that's probably the one place. It's the one area where our stories just go the opposite direction. Where it was just like kind of yeah, if you play bad, you know, you're good enough to play. You can get a scholarship, yeah, whatever. Where you know, I wanted to be good enough to get a scholarship. That was like the main thing on my mind was getting a scholarship. Dude, I I, I can I can just tell you, bro. People like people ask me, you know, because I get asked this a lot. And because people think that 
to go to Northwestern, you you, you must have planned. You 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 had to have a plan, or no? I, I just came from very you know humble beginnings, and um and it, that was God's yeah, plan, bro. Yeah, that, that because, was God's plan. Um, I saw how hard my mom worked. Like I laugh, you know, today, you know, it's it's so it's so funny because again, like I told you, my mom's ninety two. Um, I was the youngest. Dude, we, we didn't have much of anything, bro. My mom used to wash my clothes by hand. She would hang my clothes. We had clotheslines in our backyard. Mm-hmm. She would wash. We had and and and, it, and we had this piece of a washing machine, one of them old white washing machines that had the the rolling pins at the top, which you push the clothes. Yeah, through. I remember my grandma had one of so them. Yeah, that's what we had growing up. But most of the time, the thing didn't work. So my mom used to wash my school clothes by hand and hang them up. And if it was cold, you know, because Carol, it didn't get cold, cold, but it got you know thirties. So sometimes the clothes would would literally be stiff as a board hanging on the back line. (laughs) She would bring the clothes in the house, hang them up over a vent, over a heat, and and, and she would iron them the rest of the way dry. And I used to sit back and watch that. And I'm like, all this lady want me to do is go to school. Yeah, it gives you that, uh, that's the added push. Like, like, we ain't got nothing, bro. We, We, you know, public aid recipients no my mom like i say separated my dad they didn't you know separate like they do now where women run take the father the child support and get alimony and all we ain't there they ain't, we, yeah. it, it was relationship over woman of the house figured out and 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 so um yeah man and so i i watched my mom like like beyond struggle and 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 yeah, and so and, and so yeah, it was it was um it was one of them things where it was like yeah, so it 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 just all I had to do was just go to school and get good grades. It it it, it, it almost was like too it well it wasn't fair because I used to see how hard she struggled and and we you know i come home from school many days there was no food in the fridge bro <laughs> it, it was it was you know pickle juice and and some mayonnaise and mustard that's what was in the fridge griff that was that's what was in the fridge that day and and so but somehow my mom would go in the kitchen and come out of there with a meal <laughs> and it may be a plate of rice it may be some pinto beans it, it may be some she found some meal and put together some skillet cornbread and, and 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 found a tomato and sliced up a tomato and, and 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 bro and if we had meat like chicken or pork chop or steak man come on that was that was royalty <laughs> two or three times a month we got to eat that so I saw that and I'm like all I got to do is go to school and get good grades so for me it was never anything but that and it was just more out of respect um, to my yeah. mom yeah like the, the least I can do is try my best to get all A's 
so that when I bring her home a report card, she'll be happy and feel like, wow, you know, all these things I'm doing, you know, washing clothes by hand, cleaning house, you know, you know, making a meal out of the most impossible. That was your, your way on, of showing man. gratitude. That's what it was. Yeah. Gratitude and appreciation for, for her side and working on it. So, yeah, it, 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 so I never knew Northwestern was going to be that place that didn't know that honestly, Griff, until my senior year, I can remember I had a little part-time summer job. This was, this was after Prairie State games because I played Prairie State games my, the, the summer before my senior year. So summer of 86, I played Prairie State games. That's the team I, like I've talked about earlier with Bardo yeah. and Larry Smith yeah. and Lacey. We, that was the summer of 86. The only year I played Prairie State games, at least in high school, I did actually play in college, which is another story. I got so many basketball stories. But um, so right after Prairie State games, I had a part-time job. I worked in a hardware store called Elias. It was it was like a true value hardware store, um, Elias Family Center. And I worked there and, you know, uh, mixing paint, cutting keys, putting bikes together, you know, hardware store. So they, call, they, they called me over the intercom system. Um, um, Lucius Reese, you have a phone call. Um, please come to, the lady's name was Miss Francis, Francis Elias. Please come to Miss Francis's office, please. I'm like, what the hell? Who's calling me at work? We ain't, you know, again, we ain't had cell phone stuff back then like that. Yeah. So I go to Miss Francis's office and it's Bill, it's Bill Donlin. He's, he's the, 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 the number one assistant at Northwestern. It's Bill Donlin. And he's like, uh, uh, Lucius Reese? I said, yeah, hey, hi, who's this? He said, this is Coach Donlin, Bill Donlin from Northwestern. And I'm like, Northwestern? I'm like, holy shit, is this the school up on the north side of Chicago? I'm thinking to myself, like, what? So he's like, yeah, he <laughs> said, we saw you playing. We saw you play ball at, um, at, at Prairie State games. And we like the way you play. And we, we, we want to talk to you and uh, get to know you a little better. And so that started the process, bro. So that went on. And so, and so then where I could have signed earlier, like before the, the season started, I could have signed earlier. But I was torn because I had so many people pulling at me. I had yeah. Coach Heron pulling at me, come to SIU. Plus, my brother was living in Carbondale. Um, you know, I'm, and then I was pulling at myself. I'll be honest with you, like, man, I should stay home. You know, family friends, but I'm like, but I also got family friends in Chicago, so I was torn. Then Coach Chamler, you know, you know, had a, had his, you know, you know, feelings toward Murray State, and you know, um, so yeah, it was a lot yeah, of that, not, man. That's not an easy time. It's a, it's a fun time. Yeah, but, yeah. And I and I wasn't and I, I you know I wasn't recruited like that. Is like a you know SIU. Air Force Academy and a lot of D2s. Yeah. Man, it was fun looking back on it, but like, man, you know, I don't know about you, but like if teenagers was on medication back then, yeah. I would have been because that was stressful. It was, bro. And so I... That was stressful. Right. So, so the coaches <laughs> from Northwestern, they're calling me and calling me and they're like, you know, we want to offer you. And I and I told I said, coach, I don't know. I said, this is all coming at me fast. I don't... And, and again, I had nobody in my family to bounce stuff off of. I, and I'm the first one in my family to go to college. I had nobody to 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 bounce. Hey, what you what should you do? What should you be looking at? What's the top 
five things you should look for in a university. I didn't have none of that, bro. This is all on my shoulders. So yeah. I, 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 um, um, I just put the whole thing on hold. And I said, you know what? Right now, I just want to go play basketball. I just, I just want to be around my high school friends, my high school teammates. I just want to play basketball and try to win a state championship and just let this all, all, all go from there. And so um, I put the whole thing on hold. And like I said, we, we, we fast forward to the end of the year. We lost to Anna in the, in the regional tournament. That was like in February, late February, early March, or whenever that was, we lost to Anna. And as soon as my season was over, man, the Northwestern coaches wasted not one second. They were like, okay, we need to get you up to Chicago, get you on your official recruiting trip. And, and they were like, we got, we got a huge weekend plan for you. You know, we're going to take you to a Bulls game. We're going to, we're going to, the Ohio State's going to be in town. We got to, we're going to put you up in a real nice hotel. You know, you order room service, get whatever you want. I'm a kid from Carroll, bro. Yeah, that's big time. I'm a kid from Carroll, bro. They fly me to Chicago. And here's how I had to, that's the funny part. So how I had to get to, to, to Chicago. So I had to catch a, a, a charter plane from, I think it was, what's the, the airport in Carbondale? I had to catch a flight from Carbondale down to Memphis flying backwards. Oh my. Because yeah, they, 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 they didn't have a connecting <laughs> flight through through St. Louis or, yeah. or Indianapolis. I had to fly backwards Carbondale <laughs> to Memphis and Memphis to Chicago was, was, was how I got to That was travel back then. Bro, bro <laughs> Carbondale to Memphis, Memphis to Chicago. And um, um, yeah, and so that was that was how that hall went. They you know they picked me up at the airport, and, and you know it was just they they just they treated me like a king. And I was like, man, I can't, ain't no way I'm passing up going to Northwestern. I said that it ain't no way possible I'm passing that up. And and it was it was just on and popping from there, bro. But but that's that's how it all happened, man. Yeah. And that, that, I mean, just, I mean, the whole story is just like, that's almost something like out of a movie. <laughs> I mean, like, cause literally, you like, you, I mean, like, you know, I copied down some notes and things I wanted to ask. And it was like, you know, I, I copied down, came out of nowhere. Literally. I mean, you, I mean, you literally came out of nowhere and just took some Illinois by storm for, you know, after your sophomore year for two years, you, you, you were always mentioned with the top players your junior year. Always, you know, then you were, you, you and Shipley were, co-players of yep. the year your senior yep. year and you mentioned working at hardware store you're gonna crack up laughing at this because i don't know if you remember you do because you got you got a memory like me about basketball so your senior year you're in the you're in the lions club yeah and me and me and my boy scott Schreffler, we go up to watch the all-star game we're looking in the program and flipping through the pictures and stuff <laughs> and he's like look at this picture of lucius and i'm like where, the Where hell am is I he? at? They, he's a they, look, it looked like he's like by some keys or something. I was, I was actually. So was you at I work when they took work that picture? When they took that picture, bro. I was in. You remember? So you I know, know you know exactly, exactly what I'm talking what about. You're talking about, bro. <laughs> I was. Well, you know what I was doing? I was picking up a, a case of oil. I was. I was moving a case of motor oil is what I was doing, and they came by and took the picture. And that's, and that's the picture they put in the in the in the IBCA book. That's the picture they put in in the IBCA book, man. Yep, I know exactly what picture you're talking about. 
<laughs> as soon as you said you worked at a hardware store, I'm like, that's what the that's picture. What, that was the exactly, picture. You are 100 correct. They, I got to tell they, him that. I don't know if he'll remember, but I got to tell him that. They came my job, and they were like, "We want to talk to you," and yada yada yada. And I was like, okay. And and the guy, the, the, the bless his heart, Mister Elias, the old old man, Mister Elias, he was just thrilled. That, you know, because you know it was his store, and he was, you know, he, you know, the paper in there. They talking to me, and he was just thrilled. So he was like, "Yeah, whatever y'all want to do, take him in the back and 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 take pictures." That's and, great. Yeah, but that's what it was. I was at work. <laughs> that's yep. great. As soon as you said that, I was like, "Oh, that that's picture." What it was, bro. That's, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it. Yep. So your time in the your time in the Big yep. Ten, Glenn Rice. <laughs> Ramil Robinson. Was Gary yes, Grant? He was, was he a freshman. still there? He was a senior when I was a freshman. Nick Anderson, uh, Kendall got, Gill, got, Steve yeah, Bardo, the flying Illini, Willie, Willie, Steve Willie Burton, Smith, Steve Smith, uh, Ken, Ken Redfield, Redfield uh, Roy, Danny Roy Jones Roy, at yeah, Wisconsin, uh, Kevin Lynch in Minnesota, uh, Walter Bond in Minnesota, Willie Burton in Minnesota. Um, um, Jimmy Jackson, Ohio State. Uh, oh, I forgot Cal- about Calvert Cheney at Ohio at, at uh, Indiana. Oh, yeah, Calvert Cheney. Yes. Um, uh, we're leaving out guys. You said Roy yeah. Marble. Um, I know we're leaving out more guys Ed from Horton, Iowa, but Ed man, Horton. like you're. Ed yeah. BJ so you're, you're in the, uh, um, Yeah, and, and, and let's not forget our out of conference, bro. Out of conference, we played DePaul. Uh, they had Rod Strickland, Kevin Edwards, Stanley Brundy. Um, we played Arizona. Uh, my f- sophomore year, they had Sean Elliott, Steve Kerr. Uh, 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 what's the uh, uh, Kenny Lofton? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like the, the coaches, the coaches in the Big Ten at that time, you know, legends: oh, Bobby, Bobby Knight, Knight Judd Heathcote, Gene, Gene Katie, Lou, Lou Henson. Uh, 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 um, um, up Tom Davis Tom was at Davis Iowa. Up in Minnesota, had um, the brother, uh, man, Clem Haskins. Haskins. No, I forget Clem Haskins. Yeah, Clem Haskins. Um, uh, Fisher, Fisher. Was at Mich- Steve was Fisher at takes over. Yes, you start. Freeder was there when right. you started. Then Fisher right. takes over. So what? What man? What? What was? I mean, you know, I'm sitting in. The, I'm in the Missouri Valley watching. You know. SIU, we got Hersey yep. Hawkins, you know, Steve yep. Middleton, you know, and it, you know guys like that. But no, I mean, of course, no. I mean, you're talking about a mid-major conference. What was it like? I mean, we played Wisconsin, and they had Trent Jackson, Danny yeah. Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It was eighty-seven, eighty-eight. So it'd have been your freshman year. year, my my red shirt freshman year. We beat Wisconsin, yep. and like that was big time for us because you know, we're we're beating Wisconsin, but you're playing. I mean, Wisconsin was the second tier. They were, the, they were there at the bottom group. of the basement. You're playing the national. Dudes. You know, half your you know half your games are against national teams that thought they had a shot at winning the national well, championship. Well, so look, what? I mean, on a nightly basis, what is that like, bro? It was it was it was the NBA without getting paid. <laughs> that's that's literally because if you if you if you if you really think about it, let's just look at Michigan's roster. Michigan had oh, that's Michigan about had Lloyd Vault, Terry Mills, um, Mark Hughes, Glenn Rice, Sean Higgins, Gary Grant, Ramil Robinson. 
eight, eight guys went to the NBA. Eight. Was Eric Riley, would Eric, he have been Eric, like a freshman Eric or sophomore? He came in a little after me, but Eric Riley was there. So, right. Okay. But but that 88-89 team, eight guys off yeah. that team went to the NBA. Oh, okay, don't stop there. Let's go to Illinois. Um, Marcus Liberty, Lowell Hamilton, Kendall Gill, Nick Anderson, Steve Bardo, Kenny Battle, Larry Smith. It, 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 it don't stop. Let's go to Minnesota. The, the dark horse of the Big Ten. They had Big Bob Martin, seven footer, just beat you up and just dunk on you. I remember big, him. Big, yeah, big I remember Red, him. Big, big Bob Martin. They had um, yeah. uh, Richard Coffey, uh, Willie Burton, um, Shick and Jansky, Jim Shick and Jansky. They had. Yeah, I played against him. IBCA. That yeah. dude was. Man, you talk about right. big together. Kevin Lynch. Um, played in the league, you know, eight, nine years in the NBA. They, those guys, all all of them dudes like football Dude, players too. That, that, so that's Minnesota. You get to Michigan State, Steve Smith, Matt Staganga, Ken Redfield, uh, Mark Kaplowski, it, 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 Eric, Eric Snow. Snow. Uh, it, it, it just, it's just pro <laughs> after pro after pro. <laughs> Go Ohio State. Um, uh, uh, Mark Baker at point guard, um, Jimmy Jackson at small forward, uh, Chris Gent at power forward, um, uh, Thunderbird, Thunderbird, um, Trey Lee. Lee. I forgot about Trey Lee. Um, what's the other kid named the dude that ended up playing football? Ricky Dudley. Yeah, I forgot Ricky. he played. Yeah, I forgot Man, he played. He played basketball in college though. <laughs> <laughs> but then you know the Indiana machine oh, that man. you know Jay Jay, Jay Edwards, uh, your boy, my boy from our boy from from boy from Centralia, uh, the point guard. Oh, yeah, Jamal Meeks. Yeah, Jamal Meeks. Meeks. Um, uh, uh, what's the, the big kid? Lyndon Jones, Jones. Eric An, Eric Eric Anderson. They had Al, Alan, uh, Greg, Greg Grant, Grant, Alan, Alan Henderson. Henderson. Man, come on, dude. Every, so that, every that, night. See, you played against that. What's funny, in 90, you know, we had the good team at Southern. Yep, we got the I remember that. Club. I remember that. Yeah. We were talking after we lost the game, after we lost to Illinois State in the conference championship game. The white team, the scout team guys, we're talking about who we want to play. Because we're thinking that we're Syracuse. Man, I'm Derek <laughs> Coleman. I want to play Syracuse, man. We want to play, man. I hope we, I hope they put us against Syracuse. I'm going to be Derek Coleman, man. What, what if we play UNLV, man? I get to be Stacy Ogman. I'm like thinking about who I get to be in practice for a week. <laughs> you know, let's play. We play Michigan. I'm going to be right. Sean Higgins. Right. <laughs> we not yeah. We don't want to. Uh, we don't want a game we can win. We want a game we can be somebody that's good. <laughs> I got tired of playing these guys in practice and didn't shoot the ball and was the defensive stopper, man. Let me be an All-American. Oh, from That's hilarious, man. Yeah, dude. But I remember the Southern, the, you know, back then, because we had a you know, bunch of guys playing basketball in the Southern Illinois, always, you know, everybody that was a local player was Illinois, they, you know, I think it was on Sundays that they'd have the little thing about, you know, what everybody yeah. was up to, you know, averages and stuff like that. You know, we all, I mean, there was a kinship amongst all of us, especially, I th- I really think, especially with the 86, 87 class, I don't know how we got mm-hmm. so close. 
put that kinship that you know i'm checking up on you know i'm seeing how you're doing and i'm seeing how carson is doing and i'm seeing how monty coonard is doing and you know of course you know bardo but you know how how big phil coons is doing you know keeping up on these guys because you know those i mean we all i, I think the kinship is because we yeah. all pushed each other i won't say we all but like you you were like in the same boat that i was you know we're we're small school guys not a lot of publicity not a lot of attention so we're checking on the Pinckneyvilles and the Bentons and the Carbondales and the Ducoins. We're we're keeping up with those guys. So that I know that was my push to see. You know, I'm trying to keep up with these guys. I want to be mentioned with them. So you know, you kept up yeah. with them in high school, and then Prairie State games yeah. and All Star games, and then just you know, you are you are you always up there during the summer. But like man, we had some great games during the summer, open gyms at Ren Lake and Benton and different places. So, you know, it's just like we we developed our own little fraternity and we just kept mm-hmm. up with each other like that, you know, but it was just, you know, to me, it was just, you know, I, I, I run down the list of guys that I played against and, you know, uh, no, Brian McClung, Sloan yeah, would have been, yeah, yeah. yeah. so I'm like, yeah. you know, I played it, you know, you know, I was like, you know, counting Prairie State and All-Star games, you know, so I played against you, I played against Sloan, I played against Bardo and Larry Smith and, and Nick Anderson and Kendall Gill and Irvin Small. I played against these guys and, you know, so I like to watch you guys on TV was just like, man, that wasn't too bad for a kid right. from Kerry Mills that played against these guys and see y'all doing y'all thing on ESPN and Dick Vitale going crazy and everything. That was, I mean, that for me, it was a great feeling because, you know, like I, you know, like I said, that mm-hmm. kinship that we had, like, man, these are guys from the same, same area that I am that you know a lot of us grew up the same way and now you know watching watching everybody live out their dream that reaching their goal it, it was just a cool thing Man. but like the, the thing to me that's the that, that that's just beyond the basketball is still the fact that mm-hmm. you're at Northwestern and we just mm-hmm. don't see that anymore man like you talk about mm-hmm. being a student athlete that mm-hmm. is a student athlete mm-hmm. and you weren't mm-hmm. you weren't a stereotype and I'd, I'd like to think that I wasn't either because I know you, you know, you said with the, you know, your academics and stuff, and I'm sure you were involved in extracurriculars yep. outside of basketball. We weren't, we Not weren't stereotypes. Close. I know Coach Coach Chumbler made sure that you were yep. a leader in the school and that, you know, you he held yep. you to a high standard. And that, that, that message needs to be magnified more for our Listen young athletes all. now because they see they see that they see these guys on TV and they think it's easy. They don't understand. I mean, you like all the criticism that LeBron James has faced. The one thing you can't say about that man is he's not a good person. At least on this, what we, what we know publicly, no scandals attached to his name. He gives freely. He speaks out on social issues. He's trying to make a difference. No, well, not. Our, our young people they don't, don't see, see they don't see that's, that's that now. Focus. They that's see right. the paycheck and the endorsements and all that. They they miss out on that student athlete part. So, uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if a lot of them understand the significance that someone from Carroll High School I know. played basketball at Northwestern. Now, I'm not talking about <laughs> just from, I'm talking about just the Southern Illinois period, not and not limited it to black kids. I'm just like someone right. from Carroll. Doesn't even matter from black. It just somebody from Carroll. Yeah. Right. Qualified right. No academically. No sitting out a year. No nothing. Got yeah. To, yeah. And even and you know I mean how many guys did that wipe out during our stretch? About, you know, I was about to say, Nick Anderson, I was about to Marcus say, all Liberty. the guys I played against at Illinois, um, a lot of them sat out their freshman year. Larry, yep. Larry yep. Smith, yeah, 
No, uh, Sterling Mayhan. He had to sit out his freshman year. Uh, it sent Larry right. Johnson to JUCO. I mean, that's when JUCOs were loaded with guys that were Prop 48s. But here you have three kids from Southern Illinois, three black kids from Southern Illinois, two yeah. from small towns. Yeah. Wasn't, yeah. A, wasn't an issue. But here's your ATC yeah. score. Here's yeah. your grade point average. I never, it never, it never it, crossed it, my mind because I the crazy met the thing requirements. About the whole ACT, SAT uh, thing. So I remember back then, the ACT, I think you had that score of 16, I think was, it, which 16, 16, 16 or 18, 18 yeah, so, something like that, yeah. Um, th- th- this is how crazy it was, bro. So I, I took it my junior year. I said, let me just, I'm going to just, I said, I'm going to take it early. Uh, you know, I just want to see what I get. Let me just, I didn't study. I just walked in, took the test, made a 22. And I, and I was like, okay, I'm good. And I was like, and I got this out of the way my junior year and, and just, I thought the same and thing. I just did it, man. <laughs> so I didn't, you know, that was, you know, which we now know later, such a culturally biased test and, you know, all of that craziness, but it's yes. just the fact that, um, I just walked in and just took the test. I just said, I'm going to just do it now. Cause I just want to, yeah. And that's the thing too. We were able to. The, the, the culturally bi- the culturally biased part of it didn't affect us it nope. didn't affect Steve Bardo we were able to go in and get the score I did the same thing my coach told me to take it the summer of my junior year he said it you know it help you recruiting if you got a score on five yeah 23 went in and took it then because the service academies were recruiting me and the Ivy League schools one of my areas wasn't high it wasn't high enough so he made me take it again I didn't want to you got you need to take it again to make sure these schools if they offer you scholarships or you you know that you apply to them you're accepted i took it out i remember we played eldorado on a friday night knockdown drag out game i was buddies with those guys clean game go to sic that next morning eight o'clock to take the sa the act test and most of those guys are up there so you know we're trash talking about the game the night before we sit there take the test together and then we go eat afterwards after the test but just, you know, I mean, the the, the cultural mm-hmm. significance of that is just, you know, when I think about it now, you put it in today's perspective, yeah, no. man, that's amazing. We, 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 we. I mean, that, that that that's a big, big accomplishment. And I'm not even putting myself on that same level with you because the Big Ten, you went there. I didn't. I chose another, to go another route. But just the fact that academically, we were able to match what we were able to do on the basketball. Dude, tell me. And we weren't. And then, too, I remember articles written about you. We weren't. I mean, it, it pointed out this, the, you know, we were good students and, you know, all those things that our kids yeah, don't want to like, be now. I tell, um, like, the, 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 a day in the life. And it's so crazy because I remember it like it was yesterday. But what a day was at Northwestern. And I, and I, as I, you know, when I used to coach, uh, when I lived in Minneapolis and I was coaching an AAU team and, you know, you know, I got, you know, was, was, was blessed to help a lot of kids get to college. And I'd say, I tell everybody at the end of the day, they do the work. I'm just giving you the blueprint. I'm giving you the framework. But ultimately, yep. you got to do the work. Getting, right. You're not getting them scholarships. Right. You, you I'm just showing them how to get, get there. there. So, you know, when 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 kids used to come play on my team every every summer, 
I would sit them down and, you know, hey, do you want to just play basketball for the summer just to have something to do? Or are you truly trying to do something with yourself and 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 um, take your life to the next level? And because my goal is to get every kid that plays for me a college scholarship. D1, D2, JUCO, I want you to get uh, the, the opportunity if that's what you want to do. But I'm telling you now, that's the kids I want to work with because I'm going to ask you to do things that you normally wouldn't do. And so to, 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 to get to where I know you need to get to, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. So I kids would be like, well, well, what do you, what do you mean? I said, let me give you an example of what a day in the life was like for me at Northwestern. And so I would run through a typical day at Northwestern, starting with 6 a.m. wake up and we're on the, we're, we're on the track, you know, during the preseason, we're running anywhere from three miles to two, two miles, three, one miles, one, three mile. We run in sixties, hundreds, forties, whatever. We're doing a full track workout, you know, 6.30 to 7.30 in the morning. We get done with that. We go in the gym, we got shooting. One coach on one, one end of the gym, got us dribbling the ball through cones and stuff and doing, you know, and then uh, dribbling and passing. Other end of the gym, they got coaches down there with some of the ball boys uh, working on shooting. So you got shooting going on on one end of the, dri- on the gym, uh, dribbling and passing on the other end. That's going on, depending on whenever we got finished on the track, anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour, okay? It's eight o'clock, eight o'clock comes, you run, take a shower, go grab some breakfast, first class at 9 a.m. First class from nine to 9.50. Next class, 10 to 10.50. Next class, 11 to 11.50. You get out of class at 11.50, you go grab lunch. You got a final class at one o'clock in the afternoon, one to one fifty. Okay, that class is over at one fifty. Weightlifting is at two forty-five. So you got less than an hour to get out of your last class, get over to the stadium, get dressed, get your ankles taped. Two forty-five was weightlifting. Weightlifting was two forty-five to three thirty. Forty-five minutes of weights. After weightlifting at th- ended at three thirty. You go right in the gym and basketball practice is 3.30 till 6. You get out of basketball practice at 6. You shower, training table, football and basketball players ate together. That was between 6 and 7. You shower and eat between 6 and 7. And then study hall, you had to get over to the, to the student center, study hall, 7.30 to 9.30. That was the day at Northwestern every day. And, and, and I try to explain that to kids. I'm like, so now let me ask you something. Do, and, and I say, and I'm, and I'm gonna tell you, it sounds hard, but what pulls you through it is camaraderie with your teammates. You're, you're, you're going, you're, you're, yeah. you're going yep, through it brother. together. But, but, but that yes. was a day yep. in the life. You know, the only part of that that would taper off once the season started was the 6 a.m. running. That, that's the only piece yeah. of, that, of that day that I just laid out for you. That's the only piece of it that would taper off was, was, was the getting up. Like, we, we thought we struck gold 
when the coaches would tell us, you know, okay, 6 a.m. running is over. No more, no more 6 a.m. running. Now you guys, you don't have to show up to the stadium until uh, 7 o'clock to, to do your dribbling and shooting. We'd be like, what? We ain't got running no more? Like, you, you, <laughs> like that was found gold to not have to get up and run at 6 o'clock in the morning anymore to get an extra hour of sleep. So, you know, so yeah. you, you do your shooting and dribbling from seven to eight, and then the rest of the day was the normal. It, so that's the only thing that went away um, once the season started was the 6 a.m. running. That was it, that was it, Griff. That was a day in the life, and, people, and that's what I try to tell kids. Like, you all turn on the TV, and you see these guys running down the court and, you know, jumping and running and they make it look so easy. And you all don't understand the work the that product. you're doing to, yep. to, to, to get the end to product. where to make it look that easy. And that's not and that's not including the time that you spend on your own. Man. Shooting. And we left out the time studying. you spend on your own studying. Yeah, the unsuper- I mean, the uns, the, to, you know, the unsupervised part. And that's what got me the unsupervised. I was, you know, I was okay when I, as long as I was being watched. But now you leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Yeah. I, don't, I ain't got to die. Yeah. Not gonna this. But that, but you know, that that was yeah. that was just me at the time. So I try to use that as you know, don't make that same mistake. But like you know, you you lay that out. I've had kids that. You know, I coached AAU and they go to college and it's like, coach, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to quit at the end of the semester of the year. It just wasn't fun. Hey, man, I never told fun. you it was fun. Well, we hear, man, we hear those stories. I was like, man, them stories is all after the season was over with. I was like, from from the time we walked on campus to spring break, Dude, people was don't hell. Get it. People don't get it. You think that? <laughs> I that, said, it that, was, that, it's, that, it's a job. It, it was a job. How I started looking at it. That two and a half hours of game, that was your day off. If, as crazy as that sounds, game day to me was like taking a day off. Yeah, because you, you, yes. you had some extra hours in the day. You had yes. actually had extra game, hours in the day. Game day was a day off. You mean to tell me all I got to do is come over to the stadium, uh, do an hour of shoot around, do, do an hour shoot around, around pre game meal. That's it, and then show up and play. Man, dude, yeah. that was a day off. That was the easiest. That that and and that's the part that the kids don't understand. That if the game is the hardest part of what you do, you got it all backwards. Yeah, you made as one of my kids at Meridian used to say, <laughs> you made some life errors. You got it all backwards. The game. You made some life errors. And the game is think about yeah, but the they, game is. You know, most of the games televised, which means you get a TV timeout every four minutes. So you you run them down the court for four minutes, and you got a guaranteed timeout coming when you get to take a break. So you're only running hard for four minutes, and that's in, and that's and keep in mind that's if there's no fouls, which there are going to be, there are going to be some dead balls. So yeah. the point being, you never go over four o'clock minutes without getting a break. Like, how easy is this? Yeah. When, 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 I, when I started understanding that piece of it, of the college game, and the fact that every four minutes at 16, at 12, at 8, at 4, there's an automatic TV timeout. 
I'm like, you mean, wait a minute. All I got to be able to run is for four minutes? <laughs> I'm like, this is yeah. so, this is too easy. That's why when I turn on the TV now, I don't even understand. Right. I'll be watching guys that look tired. Like, how the hell are you tired? How, how are you not? If, and the game is not near as, you know, I'm, I'm that old guy again. The game is not near as physical because it's played Come it's played on. twenty foot and out now. When we were uh, during our time, sprint, it was played twenty foot sprint, and in. It's three and D. All you got to do is be able to sprint to the three point line yeah. and and play. Yeah, you ain't even got to protect. You really ain't even got to protect the basket in transition, the other than now. the rebound because. So the court is shortened. Yeah. You're really running top of the key to top of the key. You 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 really you really yeah. are running in today's game from key to key. If if you can sprint, the court is ninety four feet. You take out twenty feet each, twenty two feet on each side. So ninety four minus forty four. You actually only yeah. run in fifty feet. You're actually running fifty feet, yeah. and you play defense for th- for two maybe three dribbles. That's all you got to do in today's game is be able to sprint 50 feet and 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 guard three dribbles. And the most physical Come part on, is man. that ball screen, that high ball Dude, screen. It, it, I, I look at basketball now and I'm just like, my, 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 We were my, born my, too my. early. We were born <laughs> way too early. Nobody runs 94 feet anymore. No, no, because bigs now, if, if you, if you're the big get, and if you get the defensive rebound, you're trailing the break and you're shooting the three from the top of the key now. Yeah. You're shooting the three or it's, it's already, it's already gone before to the basket you before to you get to the top of the key. Well, you know, before your, your, your transition break you guys ran was probably similar to ours. You got the ball in the corner and you looked. Running the rim, the front look for that guy running the rim. Now, if it's in the corner, you better put it up if you're open. <laughs> I, 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 what? Different, but you know, but then too, it, it's changed too because you know, you, you, neither one of us played with a three pointer in high school. By the way, your first year, like my first year at SIU, my red shirt year was the first year my, my, that it was used in college. This, you know, no, the, the uniform they, they line was used. Us. They so it was really, in the car in the Carbondale tournament. You know, we my was, senior, my, my senior. Okay, year. I didn't know they yeah. did that. So we were still. I mean, our, our college years were basically the experimental stages of the of right. the the three point line. Because I remember Bobby Knight hated it. Denny Crum hated it. Louisville. Yeah, there were right. so many coaches that hated it because they thought it, it it took away from the game. So it was still in the experimental stages. Our our entire time in college, basically, because it was more of a last second thing than it was a part of the regular offense. You didn't run plays no to get question. a three-pointer. No question. But now it's, you know, it's a completely, completely different game. And it's, uh, I still, I still love the game, but it's just like, yeah, you know, I sound like those guys that played in the seventies, you know, before us that talked about it. Yeah, yeah. it was a different well, game when we played. It was, I, I, it was I, a different yes, game. It's different. So I don't know. I just, like I said, each area you, you adjust to what you have to adjust to. But uh, yeah, man, that that was yeah. that was definitely um, the whole experience playing in the Big Ten was one I'll, I'll never forget. Um, just so many stories around that, man. And like I say, it was it's 
you you sit back and you look at it all and you and you like what do you miss the most hands down it's the camaraderie of the teammates yeah yeah the road trips you know the fun the funny yeah. stories you know you know whether it be on the plane the plane the buses i mean because you yeah you got to be you got to be through it man you you have to because i mean my my experience was different than yours i was like ready i mean my my senior year I wrote March Madness on the back of a pair of my shoes. And one of the assistant coaches asked me, was I getting fired up about, you know, making a postseason run? I'm like, man, I ain't thinking about a postseason run. I'm thinking about going home and being able to play in some independent tournaments because I ain't <laughs> my eligibility's gonna be up. That's my March Madness. You know, they they give me my they gave us our white uniform and a frame. If we graduated, they gave me my maroon uniform and uh Coach Smith, Ron Smith, Griff, this this'll look really good and and in the Mills trophy case, you know that? And I was like, yeah, it's going to look even better on me yeah, at the park because so I never got to sweat this thing, right. Smitty. I'm wearing it. I'm at the park <laughs> hooping in my, in my game jersey. <laughs> but for, you know, but that, that last, when we, we got beat by Creighton in the semifinals of the conference tournament my senior year, and I'm getting, you know, I didn't play. I'm getting undressed, and I just look around the locker room, and I'm like, this is, it. this is the last time I'm being here with these guys, you know. You know, and it's, it's a love hate relationship. You're around each other so yep. much, it becomes a love hate relationship because yep. you get tired. Of, I, I room with with Shipley and Matt Wynn. We were like <laughs> a married trio because we rode to practices together. Ship's locker was right beside mine. I guarded either him or Matt in practice every day. Usually on a road trip, a combination of the two of us roomed together. So we were around each other so yeah. much. It was like yeah. we just got tired of each other. And I remember unlacing my shoes and looking around. And I had to go to a stall yeah. in the bathroom because I got it. emotional because I was like, man, this is it. This is over. I won't be with these guys anymore. We got an NIT bid and got two or three games in NIT. So after, that put some right. that 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 finalized it for me. You know, it made the ending better. But like that that last moment there at the conference tournament it was just like that's you realize it, that yeah, this is the end that. of this this is it there's no more of this and this them stories and everything and you know we you know, I mean, you get every, all of us together there's stories for days but it's just if you've not been a part of it you don't really understand it you know you don't it's it's more than the the games and the people coming to see you play and all it's all like you said the, the pushing your, yourselves through the conditioning and the weightlifting and you know you guys had it better you know the bad food on road trips and you know all, just all the the things that go into being in a program and being part of a program it, it, you know you know you know you you, 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 know, you know Tyrone Bell you know just me and me and Tyrone you know the, like we'll get in conversations on Facebook about stuff and you've been a part of them just I, I, you know, I kind of think, what do outsiders think about when they're seeing these conversations? Because they really don't understand None. what all went into that, how we got to that point. I mean, even just playing against each other, how you get to that point where, you know, you, you live miles apart or you're from another state or, you know, you know whatever. And your stories are almost all the same. You know how you came about playing, and how you know it, how things fell into place for you. Know some some place, sometimes they vary, but a lot of times they're real similar because there's always somebody in the background for each of us that pushed us That's right. to get where we where we ended up. You know, but it's just you know I, I look back and you know I have I had no no regrets. We've talked about it. I don't have any regrets about the way things turned yeah. out. I, I got to live out a dream. 
I, I got an opportunity to live out a dream, do things. I mean, we did things. A lot of guys that that played with us, played against us. They act, they, they did dream about doing. We got to do it. Yep. I got one question for you. And then I'm like, you know, we've been on here forever. I know you're an hour ahead. There's some good basketball on, so I know you want to get to that. Who were two who who were probably the three toughest guys you played against in the Big Ten? I'm not gonna limit it to one. Uh, I got I gotta Calvert say who were the three toughest. Cabertini number one. Yeah, in your opinion. Um Jim Jackson number two and Glenn Rice number three. All time greats. That's why I limited. That's why I said three because I knew you, and, you may have had a hard time Cal- picking one. Calvert, but yeah, I can see. I can see all three Calvert of those. So no problem. Which why hands down I put him number one because he was a lefty, and you you did you just didn't yeah just it wasn't you you know how rare it is to play against a left handed basketball player. And yeah, so they the, just the way you position yeah. yourself, you got for you. You're constantly reminding yourself he's a lefty. He, 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 and, and here's the crazy thing about Calvert. He was a lefty, but he liked to drive right. So, so he, yep. it's hard. You, so your brain, well, that's hard, your you brain cut him off to his right, he spins back. Yeah. <laughs> because he's the exact opposite of what. So, actually, he's going the way you normally would play. So, normally, when a right handed player, you, you're, you're forcing them left. Well, so you're thinking to yourself, yeah. okay, this this dude is left-handed, but I also want to force him left. But he, but it's not like he had a weak left hand. It's just like he he actually preferred to drive right. So, and, and he could do it all. He he was, you know, you remember that? Remember that? that he was yeah, so smooth, man. I love why I love. A couple days ago, if I if I could do something different in the game of basketball, it's just teach the game. The, the great players can do a little bit of everything. Yep. Yeah, they're so yeah. teach so positions. Yep. He was that. Yep. He was a six-seven, just all-around ball player. Um, Jimmy Jackson never stopped moving. Never Jimmy stopped Jackson, moving. Too. My, my my number two candidate. Jimmy was a slightly different version of Calvert Cheney. Jim, Jimmy was, you know, obviously he was right-handed, but Jimmy had that same thing. He could do everything. It's like you gap him, he shoots it. You jam him, he drives. You play his left shoulder, he goes right. You play his right shoulder, he goes left. He could post you up. He could he could turn. He could drop step, reverse pivot, baby hook. Jimmy had the whole game, and, and so it, you, you, and, and then uh, uh, they used to let him do whatever he wanted to do at Ohio State. And then my, my number three, uh, Glenn Rice, Glenn, he, I, I, man, I ain't never played against a guy that had a pure stroke. That, that he, he's probably one of my favorite and, college and, basketball players ever, too. And I mean, that's he this, came just off, a shot, man. They, they had Louisville, Terry Mills, Mark Hughes. They would sometimes have Glenn in the game at the shooting guard. By the time he ran baseline off yeah. those three guys setting the screen for him, because they, man, dude, that's a, yeah, come on, man. Is that you, offensive you, line? You, <laughs> if, you, if you, just to get through all of those screens, even, and even if your teammate did heads out and help and recover, dude, you you going through, hell, by the t- and then he come off that screen, 
And I ain't saying he had Steph Curry's release, but because he was six, but because he was six eight, all he needed was a blink. Get, uh, dude, it was if you weren't in his face when he caught the ball, it was going up. Yeah, because you remember me asking you a couple of years ago. During the finals, I asked because I, I, mean, I asked you specifically because I knew you played against him. Did you think Clay Thompson and Glenn Rice's games were similar? Because I saw so much of you said Clay was a better ball handler, which definitely he is. But just that, they that don't. Neither one of them, them you know, that, about the that same piece height. Right there. <laughs> so quick, man! I just that that run they had in '89. To the, I don't know if I've ever seen. I don't know if there's ever, ever been a, a guy shoot the ball that well that over six games like he did. Rock. He could shoot the rock. I'm talking flat out, let that thing go. <laughs> he could shoot the rock. And I mean, it was, and, and that's the thing, like I say, when, you, when, you, when, you're, when you're playing on that level, Griff, you know, you're looking for any advantage you can get. Can he shoot? If he comes off a screen and he has to turn over his right shoulder versus coming off a screen and having to turn over his left shoulder, which way is he having problems turning? You're you're looking for every advantage so that so so if the screen is set, for example, let's say where your 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 back is to the basket. Visualize your back being to the basket. Okay, so if your back is to the basket. And the the so now think about the left corner, the baseline corner. Okay, so your back, your your head is under the basket. Okay, your left shoulder, so that left corner over there. Okay, so you know where I'm talking about right now, right? Okay, so if yeah, Glenn Rice was running the baseline and he was going to that left corner, you know, if he was going to that left corner, I had to make a decision. Was I gonna go over the top of the screen and force him to the baseline, or was I gonna trail him and let him turn over his right shoulder, turning into the middle of the court, shooting a three over his right shoulder? So that was yeah. the one thing I noticed about him. He shot much better running from the left side of the court to the right side which means when he caught it he was turning over his left shoulder to shoot it yeah yeah you say that and i can picture him doing that in the because tournament that, i can picture him doing it yeah thing that i noticed about him so it was like if 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 and so if he if he was running from left to right oh man Oh man, dude, it was it, you, you, you. Buckets. Yeah. And it's like he was the same way yeah. in the NBA with the Heat, with the Hornets, even when he was with the Lakers, the same exact way. Oh my God. He's turned on that left shoulder. It's yeah. money. He wasn't missing. <laughs> Bro, yeah, man. So it just, like I say, when you, when you, so what, what I used to do in that situation, what I, what I, what I used to do in that situation when they were setting all those screens, what I, what I would do is I would, in, in many cases, Man, I'd be running through the middle of the lane. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't even remotely try to chase him 
you know, clip to his hip pocket or try to fight through the screens. I would I would almost make it where if you're going to screen me, it's going to have to be a moving screen because I'm running so far out of your way, particularly yeah. when he's running left to right. I, 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 because I did I wanted to I wanted to make I, what I was and my goal was was to I, because running through the middle of the lane my goal was to force him baseline where at least if he shoots it it's not a three yeah. I'm, for, I'm, I'm forcing him off the line so he's not just catching and shooting because what he was yeah. you should have a little, you bit, should of have a little bit of help there he too he got by was shooting off the dribble he was a pure catch and shoot guy. Yeah. And that that was my one strategy I used to use on Glenn Rice. When he's running left to right, do not try to attach. You can forget if you try to attach at the hip, by the time you run in the Louis Vault, Terry Mills, Mark Hughes, <laughs> you, 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 I don't give a damn what that scout report says. Scout report, attach at his hip, uh, jam his short, jam his shooting hand. Yeah, what they not accounting for is, is 6'9", 230, 240, Terry Mills, 6'9", 230, 240, Lloyd Vault, 6'9", 230, 240, Mark Hughes. They ain't, they ain't, they ain't grown, weight room, grown, work man. at the motor company, picking motors up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no weight, they picking up cars. <laughs> The grown you, you ain't running through those screens <laughs> and get, getting there in time to jam. No, so you, so my best bet. Well, do there be sometimes I'd be running damn near across the free throw line. He running baseline. I'm running damn near across the free throw line. Like y'all not gonna screen me. I'm not gonna let you screen me. I don't give a damn what the scout report says. Lou, what are you doing? Why you? Why you? <laughs> yes, Lou, what are you doing? Why That's self-preservation like, too. Has he, <laughs> has he shot a three yet? No, I'm for, I'm I'm beating him across the spot because I'm not running in the screens. So I'm beating him over there. So they. So now I'm forcing him back door. Or if he does catch, I'm on that right hand, which now he's got to put it on the floor, going baseline to his left, and he ain't shooting a three. Yeah. I'm like, I'm playing percentages here. <laughs> this is exactly, exactly. Yeah, lesser of two evils. That's the lesser of two evils. These big men that I had at Northwestern, they playing in, in cement blocks. They 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 can't they they can't help. They can't come off. They you, you out there on the <laughs> island. They when 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 they see their man set a screen, they just stand right next to their man. So it's almost like I'm coming through a double screen because my man is technically <laughs> screening me too. <laughs> Ain't no help in recovery. Them damn uh, clocks, them uh, old old elephants I had for big men in Northwestern. Their feet in in <laughs> They ain't got quick quick feet to step out. I mean, scouting reports are beautiful. You know, you, you you sit down with the coaches. You you, you sit oh, down yeah. with the coaches until you step out of court. Scouting. Oh, this how we gonna beat them? This how we gonna frustrate them? This all looks so good. And then the walkthrough in practice is so pretty. It's so pretty. And then the bright lights come on. And this is why some people can't make it on the next level. Because that game time adjustment that you have to be able to make, irrelevant to scouting report, irrelevant to what coaches have told you, you're the one out there on the court living the real time happenings of what's going on. 
And you got to be able to look at your coach and say, coach, you got to trust me on this one. I love the, I love the 15 page scouting report y'all did. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. But <laughs> that shit ain't working out here. That's <laughs> like it's like what it was what it was Mike Tyson said, everybody's got a plan till they get hit in the mouth. <laughs> that, that shit ain't working out here. It, it, it's, 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 Everybody it's, got a plan when they you, get punched you, in the back. You draw it up, and, and, <laughs> um, you know, they had a little diagram. I mean, dude, I don't know what y'all scout reports are like at SIU, but the scout reports at Northwestern, man, I, I, I knew how many, I, I knew how many times you laces you had in your shoes. We knew everything. They had, they, they would do a scout report. It was, it was so the scout reports are so crazy that that we would we would change scout reports like every every we all did it we we would we 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 were doing stuff that we would swap shoes um we we we, we all everybody in the big 10 swap shoes you know whatever gym shoe y'all got what you let's swap them me and steve smith whoever wore 15 i i had a pair of these shoes and we would and often we would swap scout reports bro just to see what the other coaching staff was saying about us in the scout report and 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 i'm telling you Big Ten scouting reports. For them, uh, them, those assistant coaches earn their money. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, that must have been where when Streffler went to Evansville, where Evans, where their theirs were, because you know they they had that Bobby Knight, that Indiana philosophy, where they kept notebooks, where they wrote down the, the scouting reports. Man, their stuff was you know after I got through playing and he showed me theirs. Their stuff on SIU was so detailed. Exactly. It was like somebody on the team they told them broke all this down stuff. Film <laughs> multiple games. They they watched you in every situation. We knew everything that a player was going to do. And at the end of the day, we all we had all our counters. Okay, here's the counter we're gonna run to 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 do it. So um so so yeah so um we we ran all our counters we did everything we were going to do um and so after and it was all said and done bro when we get out there when we when we get out there on the um on the on the court bro you're like okay about halftime you know coach coach come out screaming and and you know after they because we we go in the (laughs) locker room at halftime the coaches they go in to these little offices in the locker room they in there screaming and shit we're like okay they gonna come out screaming and I'm gonna just have to tell them who why are you going coach do you see who's setting those baseline screens do you and I don't want to be calling out my teammates you know what I'm saying I don't want to be like Brian Schwabe can't move his feet uh, Brian Ross can't move his feet Sean Morris can't move his feet they are no help on the hedge and recover so it's almost like I'm fighting through six screens instead of three it's actually <laughs> fighting through six because my own men screened at me too so coach do you understand I'm out there just trying to survive <laughs> I can't d- run every play exactly the way y'all have it diagrammed in the scout report yeah on paper it looks <laughs> good but yeah when you get out there it's completely different <laughs> <laughs> these are these are right. people out here. They not gonna not, run not, right not here and figures. stop just the way we diagram it in practice. It don't work that way. Everybody's out here. This is a level of basketball where guys' yeah. IQs are so high. There is a level of improvisation. 
you, you, you. Oh, yeah. big time. Bigger, just the guy, just the three you named. Right. You know, you're talking Jimmy Jackson doing, was one of the best. Right. Ain't nobody just and then doing Calvary exactly had what reading you think they're going to do. They're not doing that. They So you got to come at them. You got to chop them up and come at them different. Every trip down court, that was the other thing I used to try to do. Man, every trip down court, I'm trying to play you different. I'm trying, if I'm jamming your left hand, your right hand, I'm, I'm shading the right side of your body. I'm shading the left side. I'm going to gap you. I'm going to go first man removed. I'm going to go under the screen. I'm going to go over the screen. I'm giving you something different to look at every time down court. I'm not going to get you. you ain't no way I'm coming at you three times in a row looking the same way. Y'all can run the, y'all can run the same play three times in a row. I don't care. Yeah. I'm not going to no, defend it the can't. same way three times in a row. No, bro. No. Yeah, not at that no. level. You can't. There's no, no way. So my goal every night, Griffin, then I got to get off this phone, because, man, I talked to you forever, bro. It's such a great conversation. But my goal at the end of the day, I know. Can I can I just keep everybody under their scoring average? That that's a win in the Big Ten, bro. Is if if you're averaging yeah. 22, can I keep you? Yeah. To oh yeah, big time. Yeah. Can I keep you to 17? <laughs> If, if you have yeah. 29 like Glenn, Glenn Rice was, can I keep you to 25? Can, can I keep you to 24? <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> hey, my my cousin Rice played high ball school ball, ball yeah. against Wesley Person, and he said he said he held him to 39. I said, oh, man, man, what do you mean you held him to 39? He's like, come on, man. man. The first time we played come him, he on, had, he had 52 against us. Wins, bro. You gotta take win. Wins don't come the way people always think they do. <laughs> <laughs> you win. A win is a win, man. Sometimes the, the mental wins, you gotta have some wins. You gotta stack some wins. If, if, if he averaged yeah. 40, yeah. and I can keep him to 35, I won. Because <laughs> that mean, because that mean he getting forty five. facts. Them is facts. To 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 to, to average forty, that means that mean that means he he, he getting forty five on somebody else. <laughs> so uh, the dude, that's the way I, I look. Every that's when I got the scout report, Griff. How much is he averaging? What's his average? Is he averaging 18 a game? I got to hold him to 15. If he averaging 22 a game, I got to hold him under 20. I can't let him get his average. I got to win my individual battle. Yeah. Real talk. Yeah. 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 But that's big. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's the philosophy they have in the NBA. You ain't getting it tonight. So I got to find a way to frustrate you. Yeah. 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 Make somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, man, baby, man, I got to make somebody run, else man. come up with them Drew, points. This has been great, bro. Man, I, I told you I've been looking forward to this. <laughs> I knew, I knew once we got started, it, it would just. Uh, I, I didn't have to go by notes. You, co- you covered everything without me asking, man. It's, three but and a half I hours, my God, man. Yeah. But I, I mean, I just like I told you, I wanted, I wanted this to really hammer home the fact that. No, you can't. You can't. You can't just no. stereotype all of us. That you know, give an opportunity and the right motivation and the right people behind you. That you know, we we can accomplish great things. And you, 
I mean, I don't, I don't look at you as a role model for the kids in Carroll or just black kids. Man, what you did, and like the title of this, from Little Egypt to the Big Ten and beyond, what you did is that you, you proven that, yeah, you can come from small, humble beginnings, and take that to the biggest stage possible. And then, you know, we didn't even segue into oh, this. This is another yeah. conversation for another day. You playing overseas. So just just the things that you accomplish from humble beginnings, you're you're a role model, you know, for every kid who picks up a basketball or wants to be an athlete because you did things the right way every step of the way. Even even the part about, you know, yeah, submitting to your mom's wishes and not playing. When everybody's telling you that you should, that's doing things the right way. And it paid off for you, man. I, I'm I'm proud to consider you my brother, happy that you was on here and that you, you took some of this took time out of your evening to to share your story with us man but i definitely got to have you on again and man, but what i need to do is work yeah, it out we'll get, get you on and then, i got I tyrone like, bell on the same time and, and tyrone he'll be good for this because he was around chicago a lot too you know growing up in evanston but uh some of those experiences uh the the whole the, the my because what we didn't touch on in this bro is my experiences hanging out with tim grover and michael jordan that's that's yeah 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 and that was part Man, of my notes but once we got started I'm like was bro we'll pick this up another time just, just talking about hanging out with tim and what yeah. i learned from from tim grover and and Jawan howard uh uh andre Iguodala, a lot of the younger guys that came after me and i was still in the gym working out but but the whole jordan pippen Jawan howard who was exactly four years behind me um, the whole Tim Grover experience, uh, bro, that's a whole nother. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, definitely. We, have, we yeah, will have to touch of, on that. A lot of footage we'll there. Definitely have to touch on that. So much basketball stuff that I've been a part of, man, that behind the scenes, you know, when, when that went. Oh, we, we didn't even, we didn't even, brother, we didn't even talk about your love of house music. Right, either. the parties we used to go to, all the Hoopers <laughs> did the parties. We didn't get into that. We didn't get into, you know, what I thought about the last dance with MJ based on how, because I was in Chicago, again, in that circle, somewhat extended from it, but in that circle, um, watching a lot of that stuff, seeing a lot of that stuff unfold. You know, um, just 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 being able to be around it, like I say, with people like Tim, it, it was it was some some fun times, man. A lot of a lot of interesting things that, yeah, I got my own perspective on the last dance. <laughs> so so yeah, yeah, man, it's some good stuff. So yeah, we we'll circle back again. We we'll have to do this again, man. Yeah, yeah, that'd yeah be we nice. got a lot of TBL. Yeah, that'd be cool. Definitely, definitely. But I, I appreciate it, brother. You you and you enjoy the rest of your evening, man. And uh, like I said, keep keep doing your keep doing great things, yes, man. Sir. I'm proud Same of you. Here, proud bro. to call Likewise. you my brother. Proud we represent Southern Illinois. All right, Griff, man. Be safe. Later. All right, thanks, Big Lou.